You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the Rand Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee. And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from Rand's latest research and commentary. It's February 1st. U.S. and Taliban officials have reportedly agreed to a framework for a peace deal in Afghanistan. In an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal this week, Rand's James Dobbins discussed the likelihood that a potential U.S.-Taliban agreement could lead to a lasting peace. Dobbins says there will be reason to celebrate if the Taliban agrees to a ceasefire and wider negotiations with the Afghan government. But that would only be a first step. The road to peace will be a long and difficult one. Whether peace is ever achieved depends on many factors, he says, including American endurance. Quote, if the U.S. withdraws its forces once negotiations begin, the talks will collapse and the war will resume. Likewise, if the U.S. leaves after an agreement is reached, but before it is implemented. One consequence of America's opioid crisis has been a sharp increase in the number of newborns who show signs of opioid withdrawal. This is called neonatal abstinence syndrome. In the year 2000, there were 1.2 cases of this syndrome for every 1,000 hospital births. But by 2014, this number grew to 8 cases per 1,000 births. On average that year, one infant with neonatal abstinence syndrome was born every 15 minutes. A new study from researchers at Vanderbilt University Medical Center and RAND found that babies with neonatal abstinence syndrome are more likely to be delivered in regions with high rates of long-term unemployment and lower levels of mental health services. These findings, based on more than 6.3 million births in eight states, illustrate that America's opioid crisis isn't just a healthcare problem, it's also a social problem. So solutions will need to address the social needs of communities as well as their healthcare needs. Russia and China present distinct challenges to U.S. national security. RAND experts have explored these challenges in a new paper. Here's how they sum it up. Russia is a rogue, not a peer. And China is a peer, not a rogue. Both countries seek to disrupt the world order, but with different aims. Russia has no hope of domination, so instead it's trying to subvert the status quo. China, on the other hand, is aspiring toward domination, and thus seeks to shape the global order. The paper breaks down threats from Russia and China in two realms, military and economic. The Russian military threat is the more immediate one, but it can be contained. The military threat from China is less immediate, but it's growing. As Beijing's military predominance in East Asia expands, Washington will have to accept greater costs and risks just to secure existing commitments. In the economic realm, the authors say China has, quote, broken free of any regional constraints, and the balance of global influence between the United States and China has begun to shift in China's favor. This may be the greatest long-term challenge for the U.S. Another RAND publication out this week explores a particular Russian challenge, the Kremlin's efforts to exert influence in Europe by using hostile measures also known as measures short of war. Examples include displays of military force, propaganda campaigns, and corrupting political leaders. The report examines how Moscow might use such tactics over the next few years and outlines ways the United States could counter them. Findings suggest that whatever the U.S. response is, it should involve preparation for a wide range of conflicts between Russia and European states. This will help reduce the risk of mismanagement, miscalculation, and escalation. 
In Washington and on the campaign trail, more and more U.S. policymakers are discussing Medicare for All and other single-payer health care proposals. These plans are often billed as a way to reduce the number of uninsured and control spending. What do decision-makers need to know when thinking through these policies? Rand recently held a congressional briefing on the subject, where healthcare policy expert Jody Liu explained some of the myths about single-payer care. One of the most common misconceptions is that there's just one one-size-fits-all single-payer plan. In reality, there are a number of different proposals out there, and single-payer systems in other countries all look a little bit different. So there's a lot of characteristics that these single-payer plans can vary on. Some other misconceptions are related to what the potential impact would be. And so some plans um, are thought to either very dramatically increase spending or decrease spending. And a lot of that really depends on how the plan is designed, so the actual plan details, and also how different strategies are implemented related to uh, provider payment, related to cost containment. So how those strategies are implemented would ultimately impact the costs. In assessing any single-payer proposal, it's important for policymakers to remember that there are trade-offs, says Lou. To watch the video and get access to the complete congressional briefing, visit RAND.org. There's a growing body of evidence on the importance of high-quality early childhood education. As one example, a 2017 RAND study found that New Hampshire would benefit from greater investment in two types of evidence-based early childhood programs, home visiting and preschool education. The estimated returns on these programs were 2 to $6 in benefits for every $1 spent. A new RAND report, released just last week, helps decision-makers in New Hampshire develop a strategy for making these investments. Namely, it recommends focusing first on communities that have the greatest need, but also those with low rates of enrollment in early childhood programs. By starting where there is the greatest potential to improve outcomes, New Hampshire can maximize its return on investing in these programs. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. See you next week.